By now, you've probably read somewhere on social media that we are all experiencing a big energetic shift in the universe. Unfortunately, this shifting can create some not so pleasant side effects. So today, I'll be speaking with Lightworker Catherine Keeping, who will help us gain a greater understanding of what's currently happening in the universe, how that can affect us, and how healers like Catherine use their abilities to heal us in deeply transformative ways, making this current transition period smoother. So you and I, Catherine, have known each other for quite a long time. I think it's probably going on 10 years now. At least. I think. Yeah. And I, I always love talking to you because every single discussion we have I walk away thinking, wow, I learned something new. And you have so many talents. So I love being able to glean whatever I can from you and and just get a further understanding of how the universe works and um, so many different topics. But today specifically, um, I want to talk to you about the universe and specifically what's going on with energetic shifting, how that affects us. And then because you're also, you've got a really thriving healing practice, I want to talk a little bit more about how we can bridge from um, what we're learning with all the energetic shifts and how we can heal blockages or ailments that we have from that. Make sense? It does, yes. So why don't you tell me a little bit more, our audience, a little bit more about you and and what you do. So I do um, offer a number of things. Um, I work as a healer. I'm qualified in a number of modalities, including certified master of Christology in melody crystal healing, laying on of hands and laying on of stones, crystal surgery by Vivian Shapira, and uh, an instructor in crystal healing techniques, volume one and volume two, also by Vivian Shapira. Um, I am a recognized practitioner in therapeutic touch, and I am a uh, Reiki master in traditional and non-traditional Usui Reiki. So I offer healing. I do energy readings for people, essentially reading from their fields. I teach in all of the modalities that I work in and in all of the other ways that I play in the field. I offer space clearing on homes and businesses, and I cross over spirits. Um, And I create a number of products, including one that is about to launch literally on Monday. um, Mm. called Soul Signature Drawings. Nice. Drawings of the... um, symbols and energy patterns that you walk around in your entire life. So I can do these drawings whether I see you in person or whether you email me a picture of yourself, particularly a picture when you're happy because the symbols go through more easily. And yeah. so that's going to, after six years of working on it, that's <laughs> going to be launching on my website, Gratitude Gem Oils, on Monday. Excellent. And I'm glad you said how people can reach out to you because I was just going to ask you that. That's exciting. I know. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, because I remember you, you have been talking about that for quite a while. Absolutely. So. I've been working with a 
number of different artists so that I can translate what I see clairvoyantly into images on a page. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Um, so great. that And I know you offer other things too, but they can probably find that stuff on your website, correct? Yeah, and at a basic level, mm-hmm. if it's sparkly, I'm probably working with that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true, hey? Very yes. true. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, yeah, we want to just segue over to, you know, one of the questions I have, which I haven't really had a really good answer yet, so I'm hoping you can help me and the audience understand. So I've been seeing a lot on social media, especially, a lot of talk about how there's a lot of energetic shifts happening, planetary shifts happening, and how all that kind of um, is affecting how we are feeling as humans and um, the effects that that might be having on us. So maybe you can kind of explain to us what's happening and kind of pull it together so we can understand how that's affecting us. Um, Well, my experience is that we are more affected by the shifts uh, within the sun and within our own planet than we are in other parts of the universe. However, the biggest impact that has happened on us from shifts within uh, planetary bodies within the universe uh, came about a number of years back and continues to impact us. And that is when our planet and all of the planets came into a physical alignment with the great central sun. And at spiritual level, we look at the great central sun as the spiritual center of the universe. But if you look at it um, from the, from the perspective of the alignment of planets, it is literally an alignment of planets. And coming into that alignment of planets has been pushing us forward, not gently, um, into a new way of being as human beings on this planet. It's been pushing us to uh, deal with and let go of our baggage or to forcibly let go of our baggage so that we can step into a time that is lighter, like literally filled with more light. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, Yes and no, because when we don't pay attention to the little subtle hints that we are being given, we get get kicked. Right. And so I know that for myself personally, um, I wasn't paying enough attention and my knee has acted up recently, and it is my body showing me the lessons that I need to learn. Um, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter who you are or where you are on the path. If you're not paying attention, stuff is going to be showing up in really practical, physical ways to slow you down and make you pay attention. Right. So that was the universe's way of forcibly showing you that you need to slow down. Slow down and pay attention because it's not just about slowing down. Anyone can slow down and be the person who watches 90 hours of Netflix in a row. <laughs> but to slow down and pay attention to what is going on around you, what's happening in your relationships, in your home, in the land that surrounds you, in what you're aware of today that you weren't aware of two weeks ago, 10 years ago, to have that awareness in that time where you have stillness is important. Right. 
absolutely interesting. And so why are these shifts, and, and maybe there's a bigger answer to this, but why do planetary shifts and things that are happening, why does it have such an effect on us? Like, for example, um, we just got through, what was it, Mercury retrograde, right? I know you've talked about this for probably since I've known you, and I didn't really pay much attention, but then over the past maybe five years, every time there's a Mercury retrograde, I know you talk about oh, things are going to be happening with my computer, you know, maybe you'll get the text, maybe you won't. And it happens every single time. And so um, why does that happen to us? What What is the significance of that? Well, at a basic level, we are spiritual beings walking around in human form. So mm-hmm. we respond at a conscious or at a subconscious level to all that is happening and all that is shifting. You can even talk to people who are nurses in hospitals, and they will tell you about the differences in patients when it's a full moon as to when mm. it's not. It's yes. Responding, responding to what is around us. That's very true, because I did used to work in the hospital, and it happened every full moon. Patients would kind of say, you know, oh, patients are going to start going crazy, and people would die, and people would die like three at a time. It it was always threes. It happened in threes every time. So, yeah, that's, I think, when I first started to think that, hmm, something's going on here (laughs) that I might not be easily, that might not be easily explainable, something outside of what we might want to think, right? But I find it really interesting because it seems as though as as a race that we are ascending to higher levels of um, vibration. Is that fair enough to say? It is. Um, and there's also a remembering that is happening. Okay. So my experience is that we have all been on this planet many times. Not mm-hmm. everyone believes that. It's but it is my experience. And with every time that we are on this planet and every time we come here to learn, we choose to remember a little bit more. And this is a lifetime where we have greater access to remembering and greater access to that ability to re-remember as we get older. Because often when we are children, we are told that we don't see what we see, hear what we hear, know mm-hmm. what we know. And we right. shut down a lot of our intuitive abilities. We ignore the innate wisdom that we come in with. And as we become older, we start to re-explore all of those abilities and reawaken all of that knowledge. But we're doing that at a bigger level this time around. And part of that comes um, because of certain shifts that have come about in our lifetime. So in uh, on December 12, 2012, all of humanity took on an extra strand of DNA that's often called the 13th strand of DNA, um, and it is related to love and compassion. Hmm. There were also shifts that came about on the 
the 21st. Um, there have been shifts that have come out about that have put our planet, instead of being in a three-dimensional state, into a five-dimensional state. Right. There are a series of shifts that have been happening and pushing us forward as humanity, and that means that we are able to access more of our spiritual and innate wisdom. Right. Well, yeah, I remember back in 2012, we were talking about the DNA 13th strand. Mm. And I so, teased you and said, I don't understand why they call it the 13th strand, because we all have 144 strands of DNA. Not everyone has awoken them all up. Right. But we have 144 strands plus that 13th strand. Very cool. Love it. And so um, when it comes to the universe kind of forcing us to let go of baggage, how do you see that manifesting in people who come to you for healing? Sometimes they talk about childhood stuff coming up that they haven't thought about in 20 or 30 years. Coming up so they can release it. Sometimes they talk about uh, weird dreams and meditations that keep repeating and they don't understand them. Yeah. This is old stuff coming up. Sometimes it's people coming and saying, I really adore this person and I don't know why, or I really hate this person and I don't know why. It's old stuff coming up that's been triggered. It's coming up so that it can be released. Right. Oh, that's so true. I I mean, you and I talk pretty much on a regular basis, but, you know, you know with me that I do end up having these, I've been getting repetitive dreams about things that I thought for sure I let go of. And it just keeps happening. And I'm like, am I ever going to be able to completely release this? Because on a conscious level, I feel like I have. But on a subconscious level, it, it's almost like the universe is like, nope, you haven't released it. you got to keep releasing. And so what are some of the ways that I can work on myself on an energetic level to be able to release some of this baggage that keeps coming to my attention? <laughs> um, so one of the things that you can do is called decording. It shows up in multiple modalities around the world in multiple faiths around the world. So we talk about this energy that we send out between us. So when I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be talking with Lisa tonight, I sent out energy tweets. This is a cord Mm -hmm. of energy in the Hawaiian or Huna healing tradition. This substance is called Aka, A-K-A. Throughout our lifetime, every time we connect with someone or something, at an emotional level, we're sending out these cords. So instead of looking like an octopus with eight arms, we're an octopus with a million little arms going out. Mm. Wow. Which is is great if I'm sending you, I'm happy to talk to you energy, um, knowing that you're going to be calling, which is not good for you, though, if I'm driving somewhere tomorrow and someone cuts me off in traffic, and I get frustrated and I get angry. Mm-hmm. So then instead of this 
happy energy going between us. Now, every single person that I am courted to, every single object that I'm courted to, I'm sending out that anger and frustration to. Right. One of the things we can do is to decord. So Melody, um, who's a crystal healer, she wrote Love is in the Earth. The way that she talks about decording is you use your energetic hands, pull out a cord. You start with just pulling out one at a time, and then you put it in a bucket full of light. When you need to, you can pull out handfuls of cords and put it in that bucket of light. When you are perhaps cleaning up your home and you're dealing with objects, you pull out the cords from around your feet. You pull them from within your field. But you pull out as many cords as you feel comfortable with that day. And then so that there are not holes in the energy of your field of your body, you surround yourself with light. It is one of the ways that you can keep the sovereignty of your field so you're not so overwhelmed. Right. And another technique you can do that is really simple comes from uh, from Vivian in crystal healing technique is that you can put a pyrite cube, so not the cluster but a cube, one under each of your feet, um, and it helps heal your energetic field. So our, our field can get broken down by cords. It can get broken down by huge emotions so that when people say something hugely angry or joyful and it feels like it hits you, mm-hmm. actually is hitting your field, and that can damage your field. Or if you don't live in the middle of the bush and you're walking around in a sea of Wi-Fi, your field can get broken down. Right. So put a piece of pyrite under each foot for a minimum of three minutes. It can heal your field. And if you hear energy, the difference will be that you go from hearing a very crackly sound to a lovely hum when your field is healed. Interesting. Very cool. So then what, so when we, we, we tried all of those things and we're still feeling off because that's how it tends to manifest in me. I don't really know what it is. I just know I end up feeling off and then I end up calling you because I, I need you to, you know, bring out the big guns <laughs> and help me. Um, you know, clean everything up in my field and heal me. And then I I feel like an immediate difference. But can you explain to me, you've trained me in uh, Reiki. I've got two levels and I need one more, by the way. But (laughs) but, um, so how would you approach it if you're working with my energetic field and you're working with me long distance because, you know, we don't live in the same city. So how do you um, approach healing with me or someone like me? So assuming that I can't talk to the person, we're in different time zones, Mm -hmm. Um, I can get permission from them in writing, I can get permission from them verbally beforehand, or I can ask with intention uh, to see if I have permission to send healing words. If I get a yes, then I proceed. If I am in any way uncertain or I get that weird feeling in the pit of my stomach that 
everyone knows that feeling when they walk into a place mm-hmm. they know they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. If I get any negative response, I know that's not the time to send. So I only send energy with permission. So if I right. get a yes, I'm then going to begin by scanning your field as if you were lying in front of me or sitting on a chair in front of me to see what shows up. Because I might think I know, but there's an intelligence to energy that is above anything we can know as human beings. So I'm going to scan your field and see what presents in the field. It is most likely that the first thing I'm going to be doing is grounding. So there's a woman named Dora from Therapeutic Touch, and she talks about grounding as literally sending energy to ground. So mm-hmm. I'm going to send your energy to ground. Because if you don't feel present or you feel stuck or you feel discombobulated or you feel not all there, sometimes grounding is the only thing you need. So I'm going to ground, and when it feels like I'm done grounding you, I'm just going to do a little bit more because we always need more. Then I would start by drawing the Reiki symbols. There are a number of Reiki symbols that have been passed down for generations. I'm going to draw those symbols so that they can begin healing work on you. And I'll begin doing a chakra balance, working through the seven major chakras to create balance and harmony in your field. So uh, I begin at the root, which is uh, base of the spine going downwards. Then at the sacral chakra, which is below the belly button. The solar plexus chakra, which is the costal arch. The heart chakra the center of the chest, the throat chakra at the base of the throat, the third chakra, which is above the eyebrows and at the center of the forehead, and the crown chakra at the top of the head. And I do this slowly and gently, sending energy. And this can often sound, the first time you hear it, like this is odd and freaky and why would it work? However, um, in the States, they have done numerous studies, particularly in the nursing committee, to show uh, that these techniques done by a trained practitioner work consistently on people who believe and people who don't believe. Hmm. Um, And that doing an energy technique first brings about a state of relaxation, and from that state of relaxation, healing is promoted within the body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And if I can do this work on you with permission from a distance, I can bring your body into balance and harmony. Right. Which then helps make things easier to to flow, to move with the changes that are happening energetically outside of ourselves, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's exactly been my experience. What sort of feedback do you get from some of your patients with regards to how it's helped them? Well, it depends on the client I'm working with. So I have uh, some clients who are going through grieving, and they talk about how the day was easier. Yeah. Not going to be easy, but how the day was emotionally easier, how they felt supported. I have other people who come in with, physical ailments and inflammations, and they talk about how they hurt less, how they sleep better afterwards, how much more active they can be in their lives, 
because of the work being done. I have one client who's talked about how for a year she hasn't caught any sickness or disease that has been going around the office. Hmm. Not once. Not with anything. Wow. Very excited about it. And while we've done many more things for her, that's what she's excited about because that's made the biggest impact in her life. Yeah, totally. That's that's amazing, eh? And so um, can you explain, because we just touched on it a little bit, but maybe we need to explain it a little bit more about how is it, because I can hear people thinking right now, well, how can you do distance, right? Like we're not used to people um, talking about energy healing. So when we're coming from um, the 3D perspective of, oh, it needs to be face-to-face and that's how it's done, can you explain how that's possible? Um, so distance is done, first of all, with permission, always with permission. Right. Um, and with a clear intention. So I go into it with the intention of um, this person, this body being balanced and whole and in harmony. Yeah. Um, sometimes the person has something like a knee that um, I, I need my knee to be working better. Right. So we look at, at that particular joint as being healthy and whole and balanced. Right. Um, and because we know that um, energy and thought impact, that science speaks of energy and thought mm-hmm. impact each other, but from a healing perspective and from shamanic perspective, people have been talking about this and writing about this for as long as people have written about how you could work with essences, essential oils, energy, how you could work with the chakra system if you were from uh, India, how you could work with the medicines if you were indigenous, um, how you could work with crystals if you were really from anywhere in the world, that we know that this is a practice that has gone on as long as people have written about healing practices, that it is a practice that is newly um, becoming mainstream again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from my perspective, what I am doing is my field is connecting with your field as we do the work. We're essentially collapsing time and space. Right. And energy to you at a time that is most appropriate for you. Because if I know that energy work brings about a state of relaxation, I don't want to send this to you when you're doing an eight-hour drive and you might fall asleep. Right. <laughs> so we look at the timing of things as well. Right. Um, and and that really does make a difference to the work. Um, we can look at healing in terms of healing the land, which is spoken of in multiple cultures, and we're using that same energy to do that work. If you're someone who goes to a chiropractor or to body talk, when they are checking in at your wrist, they are checking in energetically to see what is the response and mm-hmm. what might do. If you're someone who's ever had um, a well that was doused for, it's the same energetic field that right. we're playing with, but instead of physically touching the land to find the answer, a person is using a pendulum or a dowsing rod. It's a shorter distance of work that they're doing, but they're not physically touching each piece of land to find the answer. Right. 
just another way of working with the energetic system. You can work with the energetic system of a person, of an animal. You can work with the energetic system of the earth and find answers. And I really like what you said about collapsing time because I know um, when you and I first started to get to know each other, I was having, I didn't know anything about quantum physics. I hadn't started reading up on that. And so it was a vastly new concept to me. But once you started talking about um, the concept of time and how time is not linear but simultaneous, that's when it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense to me. And then you're able to collapse time. And that's why you're able to do distance because distance is a measure of time. And really, there is no distance or, or sorry, there is no time. It's simultaneous. So therefore, you can play with that, right? Maybe that's a good way of explaining it. Or perhaps you have a more eloquent way. <laughs> well, every modality that, that I work in has a slightly different perspective on how to do distance work. Okay. Um, so with Reiki, we use specific symbols. Right. For doing distance work. Um, with therapeutic touch, it's about intention. With crystal healing, I might use a crystal to represent you and work on that crystal, and you will physically feel the effects of it. Right. Oh, they're all so cool. perspectives, but they're doing the same work right. as a living being. Yes, exactly. Well, I definitely think that um, there's so much to talk about here. We could probably keep going and going, but I'd love to have you on another time and talk maybe about specific modalities. But I do think that it's a very poignant topic to be discussing right now just because I know of so many people who it seems like their life is in complete chaos and they're, you know, the universe is forcing them to release things and it's it hasn't been fun. And so I think it's important to think about other ways of approaching, you know, healing some of this baggage that's been coming up, hence our discussion today. But, yeah, I'd love to have you on again in the future and talk a little bit more about specific modalities and how that can help people on their journey of healing. Sound good? And can I ask you one more thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was uh, doing some work the other day with a, a wonderful woman named Cindy Crow from Blue Sky. Uh-huh. And uh, in conversation... Um, she brought up some of the work that uh, she does in community, and she burns um, sweetgrass because of how it clears emotions. And mm. so because we know that dis-ease is related to emotions, yeah. um, whether it is the emotion that we draw into our field and becomes dis-ease, or whether it is that we feel emotional about the disease that we have, mm-hmm. burning sweetgrass in the field helps clear fear and emotion and it is one of the practical tools that you can use oh i love it i'm gonna buy a boatload of that (laughs) (laughs) or you can grow some you're in a really great climate yeah that's true although i'm not sure in december if it would be that perfect of a climate to grow but nevertheless (laughs) i could try (laughs) okay well thank you very much for your time today i i really appreciate it And we will be talking soon. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thanks.